Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of TR Talk, where we interview leaders in their respective fields to learn how millennials can make an impact in today's workforce. The podcast is hosted by Ryan Warner and myself, Tom Malamo. On today's episode, we have Rich Stone. Rich is the Vice President of Sales at Tech Target. He brings with him 10 years of direct sales experience working with name brands like Cisco, HP, and EMC. Rich was the 2014 Salesperson of the Year at Tech Target and is now recently promoted to sales management responsibilities and oversees the entire West Coast office out here in San Francisco. In this episode, we get into Rich's perspective on how millennials can win through mental preparation, social selling, and more. Rich can be found on LinkedIn as Rich Stone and on Twitter on at rstone57. All right. Welcome, everyone. We have episode number one of TR Talk with your hosts, Tom Alamo and Ryan Warner. Uh, today, we have a special guest, guest number one, Rich Stone. Uh, for those of you that do not know Rich, he is uh, the vice president of sales at Tech Target, a company that I work at as well. Uh, he's been in the business for about 10 years now um, at Tech Target, formerly um, you know, an, an outstanding rep won the 2014 sales rep of the year at the company, uh, transitioned to sales management at the beginning of 2017, social sales expert, and uh, you know we're happy to have him along. Thanks for having me, folks. Great, so um, I know I gave you a little bit of a, an intro there, but but Rich, you know, maybe it'd be good just to, to kick off with, with you kind of get into your sales background and, and how you kind of got into the industry. Sure, um, so like most people who work at Check Target, started my sales career about two weeks outside of <laughs> graduating from college and then the sales training program that we have um, June 2008 so yeah it was basically grad school for me for six weeks yeah uh, you guys both went through it so you know it's it's fun learned a lot uh, kind of trial by fire in a sales role by mid-june kind of hit the ground running from there. Um, so yeah, that first six months was just kind of fake it till you make it, yeah. try and figure it out. And you guys are too young to remember this, but in 2008, we uh, had a bit of a little recession. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the biggest one since the Great Depression. So uh, fortunate to the job market. Yeah, <laughs> forged in the fire, as I like to say. Yeah. But I think it was it was a good learning experience because early on you had to learn to deal with adversity, yep. which I think in sales is crucial. Um, so I had a lot of successful things over the past nine years or so uh, as a rep, but you know had a lot of trials and tribulations too. And I think that that first year for me coming out in 2008 into the workforce and into technology and into sales that really set me up for being able to deal with that adversity and I was actually thinking about this uh, earlier today we I played football uh, in college at a small D2 school in New Hampshire more or less a glorified high school college program but we lost a lot of football games for those of you who know St. Anselm College. So I, I think shout out to St. Anselm. <laughs> I, I, and I, my my teammates will uh, will agree with me 
helped you deal with failure and, and helped mm-hmm. you s- stay positive regardless of that failure. So I think having that mindset and having that experience really helped me in sales because in sales, you're not going to win all the time. Right. Right. You're going to lose. Um, so I think having the ability to, to deal with those losses and come out and learn from them and be stronger, I think that is a crucial part of being a, a successful salesperson. So I think that was kind of a nice little formula for me, which you know, a decade later now I look back and I'm thankful for that because if it was easy from jump, yeah. you know, I, I probably wouldn't have appreciated as much as I do now uh, looking back and probably don't think I'd, I'd be where I am today if I didn't have those difficult times uh, early on. I know we have a couple things to talk about, but like just in general, how important are sports to deal with those micro, micro failures of life? Because like. You put all your effort into one thing, tennis, wrestling, football. Yep. Most of the time, you're not going to hit the goal unless you're like a, one of that, those lucky people. So like, you realize that life's a lot about failures and learning and growing from that, right? Yeah, I could not agree more with you, and we're all sales guys, as you can say, and ex-athletes. <laughs> um, you don't have to be an ex-athlete to be a successful person in sales, but that said, it definitely doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember when I was a kid growing up, <laughs> at 31 it's the next best thing uh, and I always say that to you people ask me you know why I'm in sales and I say I wouldn't want to do anything else because ideally I'd love to be a professional athlete but that wasn't in the cards for me um, like like you said Ryan most people don't have that opportunity but that said I think the next best thing in terms of professional careers is being a salesperson Amen. and it's the competition mm. It's the ability to, you know, if you're if you're an athlete and you're looking forward to that that football game Saturday morning, you got you know sales call two, three, four every single day to look forward to. Yeah, and you know the, the competition doesn't stop, and there's no you know time limit on it or anything like that, and it's just it's just continuous. 
Mark Cuban's uh, big on that. Yeah, 365. Yeah, like the best thing about business is that you never grow out of it. You can always do it. And it's a relentless competition because there's always some 20-year-old kid from wherever trying to beat you. It's so true. It's it awesome. never stops. Yeah. And if you have a loss or a bad day or a bad meeting, you can always, oh. the next day, you have five, six, seven, like you said, more chances to It always improve. restarts. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you're always moving forward. You're always going onward and you're always getting better and improving. So it's, it's even better in that sense than being an athlete. Yeah. Because it really is. If you play one, you know, one game a week in football or wrestling, you might have a dual meet on Wednesday and Saturday. Yep. You have to wait. Yeah. Yep. Right. But in, in sales, on to the next one. Yeah. And you move forward and you stay positive. You have that positive mindset and attitude. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> you just move forward and it's it's fun. It should be fun. I say if if what you're doing every day you're not having fun, you should be doing something else. We say around the apartment, if you say TGIF, you're in the wrong job. Exactly. <laughs> the wrong job, baby. Yeah, That's a fact, though. I love the weekends as much as the next guy because I'm a weekend warrior myself. But yeah. that said, I love Monday, too. Yeah. Because I, I have a blast in the There's office. no need to, to dread any day of the week. No. If, you're, if you love what you do. It's life what you do. You yeah. should be enjoying it. And that's what it's all about. Uh, so could not agree more with that sentiment. Awesome. That's great. So to, to that's and that was good that we got some into some of the, the fitness stuff and um, you know one thing you know that, that I think is a great reason why we had you on the on the podcast to start off knowing that you know there's a lot of Millennials out there that you know there's a negative stigma and we were talking about this a little bit before we recorded around you know they're lazy or um, you know they, they're entitled to something that they haven't deserved you know you coming from someone like yourself who technically is on the outer edge of, of being a Millennial I think you're barely within that that time frame but now that you're in management and, and oversee a team of a half dozen millennials, um, you know, I'd love to hear just directly, you know, what can millennials be doing to stand out and break away from that type of you know, definition that they have? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I, I know it's a topic that is very popular these days. Um, and I think when dealing with millennials or any generation of people, the same holds true. People are people. Right? We're all individuals. We're all um, given the, the opportunity to make what we need to make out of ourselves, regardless of our age. Right. Yeah. So I think that's important to look at. Um, so a lot of times I think millennials or other people judging millennials use that as kind of a sweeping generalization or a crutch just to bucket people into a certain category and you know yeah. use it almost as an excuse. Right. Um, but I think in, in reality, to your point, Tom, regardless of your age, if, if you do the right things and you have the right attitude and mindset and you show up every single day and really just get after it yep. and you're positive to be around yeah. and above all else, you work hard, you'll be successful regardless of, you know, if you're 22 or 32 or 52, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's what it all comes down to. So yeah, millennials, they have a unique experience, and we were talking about this a little bit before uh, we kicked it off. We have um, the unique experience that we were born in the information age. Yep. Um, so, yeah. as millennials, we all had the internet and email and you know, AOL and social media at a young age, depending on you know where you fall on the spectrum of millennials. So, as salespeople, that's a very unique opportunity that we have in 
having so much information at our fingertips yeah. that sales professionals 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago did not have that ability. So for us as millennial salespeople, the opportunity is really endless yeah. because if you work hard enough, the information is publicly available right. to arm yourself and inform yourself to know the most about the people you're looking to influence yep. and to use that information to your mutual benefit of you and your client. So there's really no excuses in this age as a salesperson because the information's out there. You just have to work hard to go find it, mm -hmm. process that information, then use it to your benefit and then the benefit of your client. Yep. Um, so I think that is something I get excited about because I think if I was a sales rep in the 80s and how much more difficult it was yeah. for those you know guys and girls. You're just to driving around knocking on doors you can't even i mean maybe no LinkedIn. Call if you imagine no LinkedIn. that's the thing that's yeah so our job is easy yeah. it's easy i say that all the time and, and people kind of think i'm joking but i'm serious yeah it yes it, it's difficult in, in you know influencing people to do certain things and we have quotas we have to hit and it's can be stressful if you let it be uh, but that said it, it's easy because again the information's out there you gotta yeah. go you gotta go get it um, mm. and work hard and it's just it's it's a unique yeah. uh, opportunity that we have as being in this age that we're in as salespeople, yeah. and no one else before us had this opportunity. So I think it's very unique for us as, as millennials. And it even sounds like the traits, though, whether you grew up in the 20s or the 60s or in 2002, are the same. You're saying hard work. You're saying attitude. Use your resources effectively. Get creative. It's just doing it in a different way. You know, I'm sure there was, you know, creative ways in the days of you know cold calling and knocking on doors versus using social media to engage. It's just kind of using those attributes in a different way to be effective. Yeah, if, if that's a great point. If you work hard and you have a positive attitude in sales, you'll be successful, period. Yep. If you're consistent and you do those two things above all else, you will be successful over time. Yep. And if you're relentless in those two things mm -hmm. over your career, you'll be successful. And that's all there is to it. It doesn't matter if you're a 22, 23 year old millennial or not. Yep. Um, it's really that simple, so you, you nailed it. Well, we were listening to a Pete Carroll video earlier and regardless of what your opinion is of Pete Carroll, he's a mastermind and successful in what he does, but there's an interview with him where he says, the greatest athletes know that eventually, if they put in the work, their goals have already happened. Like, mm. it's not like, I wish I'll go to clubs, like, I know I've gone to clubs already, now it's gonna make the work happen. So like, if you put, to your point, attitude, the attitude's like the self-belief. The, the working hard to me is the easiest part, but the attitude, knowing it's already happened, or knowing that if you put the time in it will happen, like that seems like something like it's important to get It's all mindset. Yeah. It's all mindset, really. And I think if, if your perception is reality, so if you are successful in your mind, you have a positive attitude, mm -hmm. and you show up every day, and you just amplify that around the people that surround you, yep. colleagues, people that you work with, people yep. that you sell to, that's contagious. So right. if you and your head are successful and you're doing those things consistently on a daily basis, yeah. you're gonna be successful in reality. Mm. So it's just like practicing. We go back to sports, right? Right. You practice, you practice, you practice, you play. You're gonna yeah. do it the same way. So, yeah, perception is reality. So you're positive and you have that mental um, mindset and capacity to, to say, "Hey, I'm gonna be successful." You will be, and it's that simple. Well, when I was first working at the company, you were at the, the, the prime of your individual contributor days. 
But like we all know that even though like we're all positive people and most people are, some days you just don't feel it. Like what were things you thought of? Like you mm-hmm. walk in, you just wake up in the morning like this don't feel right. I feel bad today. <laughs> what did you think of to like I know what I think of like what did you think of when you were at the prime of your individual contributor days to get yourself going? That's a great question. Um, mindfulness and just being thankful for what gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. yeah. Thank you. For what you've been given and what you've had to date. And it can be anything. Um, so if you're having a bad day mentally, there's lots of things you can do. Just having that gratitude, um, thinking back to what you're thankful for, yeah. right? And we all have things to be thankful for, yeah. right? Whether it's your health, whether it's your family, yeah. um, whether it's a win you had last quarter, yeah. Yeah. last year, just to reinforce that, hey, I know what I'm doing. Like, I've right. been here, done that. I'm good at this. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, once you have that mindset switch, that should hopefully help propel you to, to have, be that positive influence that you want to be. You know, and if not, we talk a lot about this, the three of us, is get a workout in. Love yeah. That. Get a sweat in, yeah. And that will change your mindset. Yeah, the physical state changes the mental state. I could not be, could not agree more on that. Yeah, so if you're feeling down, get a, get a sweat in. Yeah. And whatever you're into, yeah. just get something in. And I guarantee after that workout, you get that sweat and you'll feel better, mm-hmm. period. Um, so it could be something as simple as just going for a quick run or doing some burpees or whatever yeah. you're into. Go play basketball or basketball, I don't care, whatever it is. Um, so you do those two things, you can't. You and then can't. you're mentally, you're ready to go. Whether you're, you're down on your number, you didn't get sleep last night, you're just, everyone has days all, all, all the time where you just, you wake up and you're just like, you're not ready to go. And it's just like, you get the gratitude in, Right, maybe a few things you're grateful for down, or you just think about them. Get in a sweat, and you're and you're ready to go. Yeah, it's it's simple. A lot for me, I'll just think back and I'll smile and I'll think of a moment I had, or and it, and it could be anything. Yeah, yeah. It could be an old memory you had from like mm. high school or something. Yeah. And just be like, remember how you felt in that moment, and you just replicate that. And the thing is too to think about is that our best moments and days are ahead of us. Mm. So if you think that way, and I think that's another positive thing to take away is that, yeah, we've all been successful or had success in different capacities over our careers to date or our lives to date, right? Mm -hmm. But that said, if you have that mindset that, yeah, but moving forward, I'm gonna have even more of those moments. Mm. And if you constantly think that, it's gonna happen, right? And it's not like glory days, like, oh, I killed my number in 2014 or you know I was captain of the football team in high school like yeah. that doesn't matter because moving forward you're gonna you're gonna do better things right right and more importantly too in my new role in right. working with reps right in management the reps on my team are gonna have better moments mm. right that I'm gonna be like proud coach over and it's gonna feel even better for me than I did when I did it yeah. and, and they'll hopefully do it better than I ever did so I think if, if you look you know, look back, but then with positive mindset, look forward and just be excited about what's going to come down the road because if you think that way, it will happen. Of mind. So like, do you see as a manager, are you more so helping with sales tactics or like setting the stage mentally to be successful? It's, it's the latter for me. Yeah. Um, and I'll admit this too. I'm new to my role, um, as Tom mentioned in kicking it off, but I've been in this sales management role since January of 2017 but from jump I said to myself I'm gonna focus more on people 
and coaching and mindset and less on tactics because tactics is reactive. Coaching mindset and working on the people is proactive. So yes, we do have to talk about tactical things like forecasting and specific pipeline and deals and acceleration and commit numbers. And we talk about that a lot. Yeah. Mm Right, as Tom will attest to. Probably more than you thought. More than I would like. <laughs> but that said, I always make a point to still focus on the other stuff because it's more important. Yeah. Because yeah. if we spend the time on working on mindset, coaching, getting better, and being more confident today, our forecast in Q1 of 2018 is going to be better by our results. Will be better because yeah. of that. Right? Yeah. And it's more proactive. So I think that is very important, so I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great point. That kind of speaks to, you know, we're big fans of John Wooden. I don't know if you've ever read his book or, or looked Coach at Wooden. his quotes, yeah. but he was all about, um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll probably talk about him quite a bit across the podcast, but all about putting in the actual output and not worrying about winning the game, not worrying about winning the championship, because if you do the right things, the fundamentals, do the right things every time, you're going to win. He didn't even, he didn't care about the score as long as the team, you know, played to their I just lit up when you said that because I have that conversation with reps a lot. Yeah. When they're asking me about the immediate future or mm. this quarter or this deal. And my response typically is, hey, trust me, if you do what you're doing right now, stay positive, have a good mindset, and work hard, in the long run, you will be successful, period. Yeah. And I truly believe that. Yeah. So that echoes kind of what Coach Wooden said, and I truly believe that, and it, it's just a mindset thing, because again, we're gonna lose some deals. Yep. You might miss a number here and again, right? Yep. Ideally, we're not gonna do those two things, but in reality, as salespeople, it's gonna happen, right? Yep. But that said, if you don't get discouraged by those little pitfalls, 10 years from now, you'll be where you should be. Yep. Right. 20 years from now, you'll be where you should be, and you'll be successful, period. And if you relentlessly pursue that, it will happen, and it's that simple. I want to shift it up. There were 22 minutes in. I want to get to some tactical stuff. Rich Stone has spoke many times at sales conferences I've been at on social selling. So I want to get his take on, because I am a just a, a novice. pitiful <laughs> novice in social selling. Intermediate. Uh, the term <laughs> itself even gives me like a weird like anxiety. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but... So let's start with the basics. You're huge into social rich. Yes. For business, again, we're not talking about like Gary Vee consumer stuff. We're talking about business to business, enterprise sales. What channels are you on, first and foremost? LinkedIn, Twitter, okay. and Facebook, okay. and Instagram. Okay. Facebook is the original social selling platform. All leverage for business. LinkedIn and Twitter exclusively for business. Mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram, mostly personal, but also for business too. You you probably are friends. On yes. Facebook with probably dozens. With a lot of close close, close customers. Yes. Really. Yeah. Facebook wow. and Instagram. Yes. That's big. I didn't but um, exclusively business. LinkedIn and Twitter. Yeah, I won't. That's the mecca, right? Yeah. That it, when you're talking getting into enterprise B two B social selling, those are the, the two big ones. Now let's. Now Tom is a to me a model social selling citizen, so that's I would, gonna, I would agree I'm with that. Take the role on this. So <laughs> I would agree with that. There's all there's so there's to me social is two things. There's a there's a content publishing aspect. There's to me what I call the selfish aspect of just researching someone and knowing what's going on with them. So maybe talk me through like 
even as a manager as a salesperson, how are you using it? Are you you're posting for your personal brand? But let's say people don't care about the personal brand because that's a long game. How are they using it now in this quarter? Like research? Like just talk to me about your We benefits. talked about this a little bit earlier and it's just as millennials, right, we have a unique ability to research online. And I think social is the primary vehicle that that we use as our sales team on the West Coast out here. Mm-hmm. Um, sales call prep. It's yeah. so prospecting. It's a quick LinkedIn or Twitter search, and you have literally anything you would ever need to know to build rapport with a new prospect, either via a prospecting email outreach mm-hmm. or a prospecting phone call, or and even if you had an intro call set. Yeah. Um, so just call prep, right? It's it's so easy. I I can take forty five seconds, and if someone that I'm trying to influence and work with is active on social, I'll know all I need to know about that person and their company and what they care about to have a, a mutually beneficial conversation with that person. And if the company isn't active on social, that also speaks volumes. Either they're probably not a good company. But if you're not active in social, like if I don't see a LinkedIn post or a Twitter post, like. You nailed That's it. That's a huge problem. You you nailed it. Yeah. Nowadays, right? Tw- 2017. Yeah. And I say if you're not, <laughs> I say if you're not on social, you don't exist. Yeah. It's a fact. And I believe you kind of. That. That's like if you just think away from like B two B. If you say if you're like looking up a restaurant, this happened to me the other weekend. I looked up a restaurant and then like there was no, there was even have a website, let alone a Twitter or LinkedIn. I was like, you're not sketchy. Going. You're not yeah. going there. No. Imagine you're trying to sell to a business. They don't have a Twitter or LinkedIn. People saying that they work there on LinkedIn. Yeah. Now, it's how, now you talked about building lists. Now let's let's talk about practical. So like, I get yep. in get in the morning, yep. right? Whatever, you have your cup of coffee, whatever. Right. Now are you the first thing you're doing is you're going to Twitter to look at like, your do you have a list for your clients, a list like a list for your in, in uh, influencers? I didn't know about this list concept until it's embarrassing about six months ago. Yeah. So how, how are you actually actioning on this? So for me, and I'll let Tom speak to this too, yeah. because yeah. he uses this as one of his primary vehicles to generate business. In, as a rep, um, but for me as a rep and even now as a manager, I have a list of all of our customers and prospects that I've aggregated, okay. and so I'll monitor that uh, on a daily basis, ideally. And the reason I do that is so that I find reasons to engage that I can share with the reps on my team, or directly share with that prospect if I've personally engaged with that person or if it makes sense based on the dynamic of the account. Um, so yeah, and that's something I'll carve out and the reps I'll encourage to carve out actual time on their calendar to do that. So Tom, I mean, how yeah, do you use it? it? It's similar. I mean, it's all about being able to find ways, reasons to engage so you can add value. So like, I'll have a list you know, specific to customers. I'll have a list specific to people who I deem to be you know, thought leader as an umbrella, but people like... Am, uh, I, am I on that list? Uh, <laughs> maybe after this podcast. <laughs> More so the, the people like a Richard Branson yeah. or... Mark Cuban, Gary Vaynerchuk, people yeah. that are putting you know some, some really good content out there. Jocko. And then Jocko Willink will be on there too. <laughs> you might get into him. And then the third that. one I've started to do is, is a list of people that work at my company and trying to okay. add more value to people that work there. It's, you know, simple retweet or simple reading what they post out there um, just to help you engage with those types of folks. Um, so when you say your company, you mean? Uh, meaning, meaning tech target. So like the whole team dynamic. Yeah, thing. meaning, hey, I'll see it. Teammate, social selling is a team sport, and I, I've said that uh, a lot of times I talk about social. I that. So for me, I'm trying to, if I see someone making an effort to be big on social, I'll try to get them going, yep. retweet, share, like their stuff, because I show they're putting in the effort, I'm going to help them do that. Right. So I agree with that. And I don't think it's that, 
there's a concept in enterprise business business sales that it's not like you're facilitating the transaction over social. No one's saying that, but the research you glean is invaluable, and maybe you gain some trust too. Because I think yep. a big part of a sale is trust. If they know that you're engaging with them on social, there's going to be more trust than the than like the other rep who's just sending emails. You're exactly right. So. And so I've never been on the other side personally as an enterprise B2B buyer. Yep. But that said, I do get um, salespeople who hit me up all the time. Sure. Try to sell me some type of sales enablement tool, whatever it may be. And if they have a thoughtful outreach, I can tell they did their research via the content I'm putting out on social. Mm -hmm. I'll help them the best that I can. I'm not a buyer, like I said. But that said, I'll help them because yep. I they're and I appreciate at the very Spend least the, the very least I'll reply and say, Hey, I love your approach. Keep it up, like you'll be yep. successful. And yep. I'll say that. Or I'll send it to our team and I'll say, Hey, this guy yep. or girl, awesome approach, let's use it. You know, so I uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I think in in Rich is really the one that got me into social probably late last year. Yeah. And you know, I know you want to skip over the long game for conversation but I think that's so important because that was the one thing that you said to me I was like I, mean, I see you on social like how's that impacting you he's like well it's, it's really the long game and it's building the brand and so I know you've invested more time into like, putting out content you put a lot of time into um, you know building up a particular brand on Twitter and LinkedIn and, and all these profiles and I'd like to hear just you kind of talk about that for a minute yeah just, like playing the long game and you know it's a great point and I get asked this question a lot every sales meeting I'll get asked this question by our marketing team and they'll say hey you know Rich how did you, how did you get your following on Twitter and yeah. LinkedIn and my answer is simple it's investment over a long period of time right just yeah. like being successful in sales yeah. right you have to put the work in over time and I'll say hey I started on LinkedIn in 2008 and I started on Twitter I think early 2009 and I've been sharing content and working on that since then, yep. consistently, mm -hmm. right? So no one can start on Twitter organically and build a following of thousands of followers in, in a year. It just can't happen. Yep. But that said, nowadays, if you work hard on it consistently, you could probably grow even faster than I did at the, you know, when Twitter and LinkedIn really first started. But I think, again, that's us as millennials. We're very lucky because we started coming up in our careers as those things started taking off. So for me, I moved out of San Francisco. I was kind of in the mix of it and seeing how important I think it was gonna be. So I invested in it early, right? It's like buying a stock you think is gonna grow. Yeah. Uh, I said, hey, LinkedIn and Twitter are gonna be important to my career. So mm -hmm. I focused on it uh, early on and I, it's benefited me in the long run because now customers that I work with or prospects will see that Tech Target is thoughtful, we care about what we're doing, we know what we're talking about and just by seeing the content we're putting out there, Again, they're gonna look to us as thought leaders in the space versus someone else who may not have that um, really influence or following via the social channels. Well, we're lucky because we work at companies where we're hand-fed content. It's not like we have to make up content. I remember when I worked at Tech Target, we had the emails every Monday. This is great content. Salesforce, the content's unreal. Like, That's a great same, point. Like we're hand, it's just literally, can you copy and paste something? <laughs> So well, easy. What's the, uh, I want to get to some of these ancillary tools. I know Bitly. I yep. know about Bitly. You yep. told me about that. Yep. I, I use it on my phone all the time. What's the other tool where you post to several channels at once? Yep. So what's that called? To answer your initial question, Buffer. Buffer. Is one I use. Yep. Um, the free version. Ten. You can queue ten posts. It's super easy, and you can do that mobile via iOS or on the desktop. 
back to your initial point with the content, yes, it's so easy now. I said to the reps these days, yeah. when I first started with social, we didn't have a marketing team that was handing us content to share. That didn't yeah. happen until probably, Ryan, you started at Tech Target maybe three or so years ago. Three and a half years ago. So yeah. before that, we didn't have that. Mm. So for me, I was just curating and finding content. And it's not like I was spending a lot of time creating content because I had a quota and I was selling. Yeah. Right? So I'm trying to do more of that now uh, in my free time on the weekends or on a plane or something. But initially, I wasn't even creating content. I was just finding uh, relevant content and sharing it yeah. with my with my audience and followers. So. Nowadays, it's so easy. We have mark like Salesforce, Tech Target, great marketing departments that create awesome content. Yeah. At Tech Target, they write the copy for us. I remember that. <laughs> this that. is what you should say with, on your tweet. How, with, how lazy can you? How much can you play into the millennials? With the hashtags, <laughs> with the hashtags and everything. Copy paste. It's unbelievable. And there's even the, the pictures even pre-populate for you. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So use it. So let me close the loop on social. We're 32 minutes in. I um. We want to keep these short. We're still working this, this format out. Real quick though, three things you can do to market on social. I'm actually going to do this. So if you're saying you got a new rep, just started, they come on board and say, hey, you got to hit your number, you got to do prospecting, but social, do these three things, three, three, these three things this week, what are they? Does the person have any social you have profiles? All the, you have all the channels set up. Channels are ready. They're just primed. What are we doing? Are we creating lists? Are we creating one blog a week? Are we retweeting? What are we doing? Three things. Number one, share content okay. at least daily. And I said share, meaning you don't have to create unique content, you can share other content. And that can be a retweet or repurposing mm -hmm. something that you found that you liked yep. every single day, right? Minimum. 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 Ideally, five times a day. Two, three, four, five times a day. Okay. Number two, build a list of people you're looking to influence as potential customers or existing customers and monitor that list on a daily basis, carve out time to do so for reasons to engage like we talked about. Okay. Three, it's called social media for a reason, so engage with other people. And it can be as simple as a like, a retweet, a comment, a share on something you see that you liked. It's the same thing as an email exchange with somebody. You see someone shared a piece of worthwhile content, comment on it, reply, yeah. retweet, feed their ego, they love it. Yeah. Those and, and just to reiterate, it's not not being and it sh this should go without saying, but it, it's not it's not responding to someone's tweet and saying, "Hey, good tweet. We should talk about that. How does Tuesday at ten look on right. Twitter?" No, right. that, that's, no, no, that's no, no, not no. your play. And you make a great point, though. It's also it's minus the call. It's not just saying great tweet. It's no, it's a great tweet. I also saw this article remind me of that. Take this. Add value, yeah. just like when yeah. you're prospecting via email or phone, just you're adding it. value. Yeah. It's that easy. Do those three things consistently. For a year. You're good at social yeah. selling. I think that's it. It's okay. that simple. Beautiful. I know we're uh, got ten minutes left here. How do you? I want to skin this cat. Do you have a couple more things, Tom, or what were your thoughts? Yeah, you want to um, grab into some some of the rapid fire. Rapid so fire. We get off. Of so that. this All is right. a segment we're gonna. This is our first <laughs> episode, guys. So we're trying to do, you know, the last five to ten minutes rapid fire, so we can get some. Hard-hitting questions out there, quick answers, and move through. So I was I wasn't prepped on this, by the way. <laughs> no, no prepping. So uh, so Tom, let you kick it off. Rapid fire. We got ten minutes left. Okay, go time. Best book that you've read in the last year. Ah, uh, off the top, Extreme Ownership, Jocko. <laughs> Jocko and Lee. Oh, okay. That's the first one off the top. Other one too in my new role, the Accidental Sales Manager. Ooh. 
I'll give a big shout to that one. As soon as I got this role, I read it over the holidays. So those two come to mind. There's quite a few, but let's do those two for now. Okay. okay. Let's say you're feeling, feeling a little melancholy, as the Bill Henry word. Let's say you're feeling a little, little, little <laughs> unmotivated. What's your favorite Instagram handle to go to? Wow. <laughs> to really get like, just a, like a, a fire up your ass. Honestly, yeah. this is kind of um, cheesy, but mine, and look at pictures of my daughter. Wow. That's fair. Or, That's my, fair. or my or my wives. Okay. It's that simple for me. That's motivation enough. Wow. I like that. I was yeah. not expecting yeah. that. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. That's your why though for your goals. Yeah, it is. That's it's, your why. It's it's too it's too Beautiful. simple. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's one thing that you wish you knew when you were twenty five years old? Ooh. That you know now. Wow. And this one may not be a, a rapid fire, but but go on. <sighs> what is one thing I, I know now? I wish I knew when I was 25. Just that everything happens for a reason and everything will work out the way that it should and just keep doing what you're doing. We were uh, running Saturday morning. We were talking about how when The Rock, who played for Miami, Dwayne Johnson, yeah, yeah. Warren Sapp takes his position. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get drafted. He goes to Canadian football league. They drop him. Yep. That's the best thing that could ever happen to him. But at the time, you would have said you were a maniac. Devastated, yeah. But now it's the best thing that's ever happened. Because look at him now. Look at him now. Like, yeah. So that's Crazy. why I love that. Everything happens for a reason. It really does. Only if you're putting in your total effort and focus. If you're being lazy, I don't believe it. Can't say I, I got fired. That's the best thing that ever happened to me because you weren't. Because if you were, every day if you were lazy, yeah, yeah. But exactly. it's what you do from that point on. True. Right? True. Um, Absolutely. What is. Uh, so if someone said, man, that guy's successful, what does that mean to you? Is he a lot of money? Is he a good person, good attitude? Like, what's it, when someone says, dude, that dude's successful, what Happiness, okay. above all else. Yeah. And that means a lot of different things to lots of different people. For me, that's not material stuff. It's not any of that. It's, are you a good person, like you said? Are you happy, and are other people around you happy? And that's it. Like, that's are they that's success. To see you? Like when they say Rich is coming over, are they like pumped to see Rich? That's and, like, success. I would think most of mm, that's success. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't. You know, material stuff. No. Yeah, I mean, th if that makes you happy, yeah, go for it. But genuine happiness, I think, is success. Think that's like a. You talked about this earlier with John Wooden. That's yeah. an. That's an after effect. If it's to, if you have total focus, total effort, and you're just good to people, success is like just like great. It's gonna, it's happen. gonna happen. Yeah. You're exactly so, right. Okay. Keep going. Go to quote. Your favorite quote. Yeah. So my motto and mantra is yeah. attitude is everything. And I don't even know if that's a quote from somebody else, but that's my mantra. I'll you on it. I say it to my daughter every night before I put her into bed. Really? I do. That's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be great. She, she, can't, she, can't, she can't, well, she speaks, but not in sentences, but that'll probably be something that she'll pick up pretty quick. Nice. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Love it. So I'm gonna say we have a minute, thirty seconds left. I got, I got one more. Let me give it to Tom. What's one thing you've learned from Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? <laughs> Do your job. Oh, okay. But really, that comes down to worry about the things you can control. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's another one of my mantras too. Right? Yep. Don't worry about things outside of your control. Just focus on you and what you need to be doing, and it will all work out the way it should. Mm. Like even like the team thing, sales is a team sport. But like the team's better if I do what I can do. Exactly. Right. And don't worry about what other people are doing. That's another big piece of this is like in sales and as a new rep, you, you're comparing yourself to other reps and this rep got this account and this rep hit their number but they're not as good as me. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do your job. Yeah. 10 years from now, 
everything will be where it should be. Right. Period. That's funny. You're uh, to tie it together with the Stone family. I tweeted out some article from from Karen Z about something similar to this, and she commented saying that her her old um, Christina swim, swim yeah, coach, yeah, swim coach used to tell her if it doesn't matter in ten years, then don't worry about Love it. it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, so I got one more. I don't know if you have any I'm more. Done. Um, what is one thing that you can do tomorrow? If you accomplish that one thing tomorrow, your day's set. Everything else is gravy. I'm home to tuck my daughter in before she goes to bed. Okay. Rest is gravy. And, and then good. before that, I know what I got to do and I'm going to do it. <laughs> do your job. <laughs> He'll do his job. Well, any, anything else that, that you want to uh, put on out there? Otherwise... No, this, has I, a, this has been a fucking hoop. Yeah, hoop. I would say um, this is awesome. I love what you guys are doing. Couldn't be more supportive of it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We'll have you back, right? You might need to have a round two. <laughs> round two. Soon. Let Episode me know. Episode one of TV Talk in the books. TR Talk. We'll cut TR that out. TR Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at my notes. Tom Brady. He'll be a guest. TV 12. That's the dream. But no, seriously, we appreciate it, Rich. Thanks, boys. And no, we're grateful to have you. Right. Until right. next time. Check guys. out, wait, where, one last thing. We'll oh, cut yeah. that other part where out. Where can we find Rich Stone oh. on all these social platforms? Yeah, find me on Twitter, at rstone57. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn, Rich Stone. Um, yeah, there I am. All Facebook, right, guys. Instagram, yeah, everything. I'm on there, too. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Signing boys. out.